Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin, and today... No, no, you don't say that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And today, I am bringing back a super surprise guest that you have no idea about, who recorded with me earlier. Totally not here. And, and, and then now you would, you know, introduce yourself. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, that's mostly what we're getting at. There's a real Wizard of Oz situation you're laying down on me. Exactly. Uh, My bad. And to, it's Jake. Spoiler alert. Uh, and we're uh, going to talk. Actually, I'm going to, uh, because I was, I honestly don't remember the proper wording. I'm going to let you go ahead and take the reins on explaining what's going on. Because I just, right over my head. All right. So everybody, maybe not Kevin, because Kevin thinks nothing matters. But that's debatable. Well, okay. I guess that's not debatable. It's but not debatable. The, the wording makes it sound worse than it is. But. Almost everyone has some sort of passion or like ho- like hobby that they're just overly passionate about. And it's like you always get this sort of like nostalgia or like warm feeling about this hobby that really doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Okay. okay. You know, like, so, so first you judge me for saying I don't care about anything and then you say everything you love doesn't matter. Real nice, real nice turn of phrase on us there, Jake. You jerk. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you just, you just, you, you, you burned me, and then you flipped it on me. It makes no sense, but no, but it, what you're either saying. Either way, so, makes so sense. like example, like you know, I've, you know, I played Magic since I was, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I first got Magic cards when I was probably like eight years old. I didn't really play until like until I was about sixteen. But Shoot, at that point, it, it was already a thirty-year-old game. Well, not literally, per, but. pretty much. And so, like, you know. I've constantly told myself I'm going to, you know, quit magic or I'm going to, you know, do whatever. And then the second I pick up a card, I'm like, this game's actually really fun. I should go play it. Okay. Okay. So, so give, so in total, in summation of what's going to be going on, we're going to talk about different hobbies that people may or may not have, including myself and obviously Jake with magic and what the attachment is there slash why and have maybe i gotten over it because like jake said i don't really have many hobbies anymore i mean i play Fortnite, but you're just, we'll get, you're just we'll like get doing to that. stuff yeah i just enjoy doing stuff so we'll get to that so we'll start with magic okay because magic is obviously huge and like above and beyond this like well i guess not so much anymore it's really died maybe i'm just getting older but at one point i mean it it, it overtook D in popularity of uh, that's being actually the nerd so title so, I mean, D&D will always be, like, the, it, the quintessential nerd yeah. thing. Like, you, you think D&D, you think of the, the greasy old nerd in his parents' basement. Well, with plus a bunch it's of been going on forever. Your dad played D&D. No, no, my dad didn't play D&D. Well, my not, your, not your dad. I mean, I'm my saying, uncle did play like, D&D. in general, it's, it's the game your dad could have played when he was a oh, child. Oh, actually, it's that old. F- funny story. Okay, so my, my uncle uh, on my mom's side, you know, he played D&D when it first came out, you know, when... It was Satan's game. Like the people playing D and D, they were devil worshippers. That was a thing. And people, well, I mean, they weren't actually devil worshippers. That no, was like that the was stigma the, of them. Like Kiss, the yeah, Knights so, in Satan's service, sort of a thing. Yeah. So, like, you, I, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the book uh, Mazes and Monsters, but that no book idea. is basically based on this. It, it so Mazes and Monsters was a book that uh, basically villainized. Oh, D&D hold on. About, this is just the facts with Jake. All right, Jake, give us the history also, on D and D and magic. So, well, I'm not talking about the, I'm talking about the mazes and monsters. Oh, which, God. by the way, fun fact. 
just a fact. Tom, Cru- that was uh, not Tom Cruise. That was one of Tom Hanks' very first movies, and it was so bad that he does not credit himself in that movie in anything he. You go to Wikipedia, you don't see him in the. Is it, you don't is see it that as one of his castings. Is credits. that movie like something I? Yes, could... you can. The okay. movie is easily findable. It is obviously Tom Hanks, but almost oh. nothing credits him. Oh, okay, okay. But, Anyways, back to dragons and books. And so yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. My my uncle played that game. Uh, you know, he always tells a story about when he somehow got his parents to play it with him and. Fallen. My grandfather and grandmother just spent the entire you know, campaign in quotes because it was like one session just in a tavern saying they were getting drunk. <laughs> and in real life, they probably had like glasses of wine. With yeah, they probably like, were actually, actually getting, getting drunk. drunk. Like, well, what is this nerd making us do? How did we spawn this? That's kind of awesome. The closest I could ever get my dad to doing something I liked uh, was when we got a PlayStation 1, we had Cool Borders. And my dad would actually, that was the only game he would grab the controller and actually play with us. And he would just do the typical parent thing where... Didn't really understand controls. His guy would just keep going into the wall, and he'd be laughing that he couldn't understand the game. <laughs> you, like you know, ex- you can picture exactly what I'm saying. Like a, a parent just picking up the game. I mean, I, and yeah, I, I and know how the, silly it is. I know you're talking about. I, I didn't have that same experience because my dad was actually good at video games. Oof, uh, he wasn't like like he wasn't like a nerd or anything like growing up. Like he was always a jock in high school, but he also was like. His town professional at Pac-Man too. Like he had, like that's, he actually one time spent that's a pretty good title eight, to carry. He spent like eight hours on a Pac-Man machine on one quarter until they kicked him out of the store. Huh. That's I. I've heard of things like that, and now I know someone, Papa Tom, as I like to call him. <laughs> but but yeah, we had this. Uh, we had this Super Nintendo game. Uh, uh, it was like. Tiny Toons Wacky Sports or something like that. I can't remember the actual name. There was a handful of Tiny Toons games, so I'll I'll just assume it was one of those. But yeah, if I look it up, I can find it. But it was basically a combination of multiple like mini like games, like mini games that were like sport themed in some way. And whenever we got to like a mini game that me and DJ or me and Nick couldn't beat, we would call my dad over and he would beat it. Jesus, just fresh, fresh off the cuff, not something he had done in the past, or no? I mean, he had obviously at this point he had played it a couple times with us. Because we had kept calling him over to help us. That was one thing my mom would bamboozle us with. So dad never touched a game in his life. So Cool Borders was funny because he'd run off the cliff and then giggle mm-hmm. about, oh, I just look at my guy just going off a cliff. And I'm like, dad, you're being real lame right now. But my mom, she done did us in and, and we're playing the original Mario on the NES. And she just mm-hmm. she's like, oh, what, what are you boys doing? Not my mom doesn't sound like that, but you know what I mean. And we uh, we were level one you know and then tiku, 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 and you go downstairs and then and you're going down there and uh we were just doing this over and over again and then you'd get and doing the normal ending just the standard not super mm-hmm. secret getaway and then we would die like because the first world's actually pretty hard i mean not all of it but like one five or whatever it is where they start throwing the spiky guys out of the air you know thinking about it I actually don't know that because I don't think I've ever not taken the secret okay, The secret well, in the second level. So we did because we were unaware of the secret. My mom sees us doing this and she calls us a bunch of nerds and she grabs the controller, <laughs> restarts the game, does the first level, gets every hidden uh, one-up mushroom, gets every star and firepower, running through, do-do-do, and gets down. Then she's down there 
and she knows where all the bricks are they give you know how they like hide mm-hmm. mushrooms and stuff in the bricks in like random spots yep. she knows all them she's doing like a speed run jumping on people throwing shells in advance like quick and then she gets on top and goes behind <laughs> the ending and it, have you seen that meme of all the like black kids going oh falling oh, yeah, into yeah, each yeah. other that's what me and my brothers were doing <laughs> we were just like no my what and she's like she she probably thought she was which she was but she probably thought she was so cool in that moment her ego was through the roof for like a solid two to three weeks was mama mills just hiding those uh, nintendo power magazines i guess so i don't know how she had those skills because i mean i guess that game did come out when she was like well before i was born the game came out in what 86 i think so the she first was mario? yeah the first I mario was 89 i want to say nah sucker it was before that you know, lucky for us, we have the power of the I internet know. here. I was just about 85, to wow. Woo! Okay, okay, so I was here. So that game came out when my mom was freaking 18 or 19 years old. So I guess it's not that crazy that she would have had more experience it's with it. It's possible she's at least played it. I think there... No, there wasn't... I don't think there was ever an arcade or not like a regular arcade for that game, at least. No, I don't believe so either. But either way, I mean, we did this. This all took place in freaking... I mean, I, I was old enough to remember it. So probably like 98, 99. The game yeah. had been out a solid... 13 14 years she's seen it somewhere and so was uh, this uh oh, blew my mind was this on the regular nintendo or the super nintendo version no the nes the original nintendo okay. yeah we had one of those and it didn't last long that thing didn't live long and then we got a uh, snes which i still have to this day the one i have is the one we got growing up and it's so baller um but we got those like when the and when the n64 was out was when we were getting our any our snes because my parents mm-hmm. found it you know second hand for dramatically cheaper because those systems were freaking three four hundred dollars at a time when oh, yeah, like four hundred dollars for a game system was like through the roof it was so nuts. i don't think they were actually three four hundred dollars i think they were like i think they were like retail 199 but like i think at that time 199 is like the equivalent of like six hundred dollars now oh probably yeah it was freaking, it's something yeah, like that retailed at 180 equivalent 450 in 2017 so yeah. you know, four hundred fifty bucks. So now they were. I mean, they were really more expensive nuts, than. But yeah. So they they so like I said, everyone had all my friends had N sixty fours, and I was playing the SNES, and I'm loving it. And then uh, when everybody was getting the PS twos and the Game Cubes, I got a PlayStation one, and I loved it. It was so good. Um, I remember one time we went to. So we used to do. Uh, Every summer, we'd go to Texas to visit my mom's family, because that's where mm-hmm. they all live, and we would do a road trip. So, you know, I, all six of us would get in the truck and and drive to Texas, and it was like a 30-hour drive, because uh, we wouldn't stay the night anywhere. Mom would drive while Dad slept, and vice versa. Um, and trips would always take about a week, a week and a half. One time, we were playing Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation 1, and we didn't have a save point. We didn't know what to do. Oh, man. So we just left the PlayStation on the whole time we were gone. Came back. Oh, that was like the classic thing. Oh yeah, came back, popped the TV on, boom, time, party time. Let's keep rolling. And we, oh sorry, no no no, it wasn't Metal Gear Solid. It was Metal Gear Solid VR Missions, which was yeah. I don't know if you ever played that. I don't one. even remember that game, dude. It it came out after one, and it was just like min. It was kind of mini games, I guess, but like little missions that capitalized on a certain skill or a certain weapon or a certain whatever okay. and like there was these ones there was obviously accuracy ones with guns but there was the ones my favorite ones where the ground would show your footsteps for x amount of time so you had to sneak around but also make sure you weren't moving so fast that a guard would come and see your footsteps and it was a whole thing but that game was amazing and there was it wouldn't save until you beat x amount of missions and we were in the middle of it 
so we just left it on and it was so <laughs> worth it but, but get back on track the um, magic D some book i don't know where we were some some book yeah, you were talking about oh, the, oh, oh, the, ma- the Maze of Monsters. Yeah, book. yeah, there we are. Now we're back. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so, yeah. So when D and D came out, there was that big, like, you know, I mean, the the monster manual or the player's manual. I can't remember which one had a big demon face on the cover. So like everyone assumed that you know people who played D and D were devil worshippers. It, you know, it, it was basically sure. like it's what they do. It was the early '80s equivalent of listening to heavy metal music and wearing black. Oh boy. Oh, you're in for it. That's the 90s Marilyn Manson type stuff right there. Exactly. Okay. Um, you got to put it into so, terms. I, I'm not an 80s metalhead. I'm, I'm more like just metallic. Oh, no, I'm saying so like Thunder Dragon came out in like the 80s, maybe late 70s. So like it was that era's equivalent of okay, just wearing okay. black and listening to heavy metal. Being a goth. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Maze of Monsters was a fiction book. That was written. I can't remember the name of the author because I don't care that much. But let's just call him L. Ron Hubbard. That's <laughs> yeah, just our character... that's our standing. The main character was some um, you know classic D and D player, like you know playing with his group of friends, and he loses grips on reality because D and D is so realistic that you can't tell that these you know dice you're rolling to kill the orcs aren't happening in real life, and he goes to New York and can't tell what's real and fake and stabs someone. And it's a bit of a mental hospital. Oh, you can't do that. And that's basically like the whole, you know, propaganda of the uh, the game. D&D makes you go crazy and do satanic stuff. See, I didn't know about any of that. If I'd have known that, I never would have tried it. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah, bringing you're doomed, me into man. the damn occult over here. Have you accepted him as your lord and savior? Elrond? Yeah, years ago. Elrond. Oh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Come on, everybody knows that. Uh, but so, so, so how long after that was magic? Like when when did Magic dethrone D and D as the nerd kingdom? Magic, I wouldn't say it ever dethroned D and D as like the nerd kingdom. I think the basically it, it was actually pretty recently, probably within the last like five or six years, when Magic really like surged and hit like the ridiculous level it is right now. Where so this is a hot time was, compared to when you were a teenager. This is a hot time. Yep, it's it's almost around. So when I was like you know sixteen, seventeen, even like eighteen, like I started to like get like competitive in magic, and every now and then there would be you know there would be like a state tournament, which was kind of cool. Like you know you could be the Connecticut state champion or whatever, and every now and then a big five k tournament would come to the area. You know the first place got the split of five thousand dollars, I believe it was. And that was, like, a pretty big tournament. For playing Advanced Uno, that's a pretty good score. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big, like, pro, like, there was, like, pro events, which were, like, Grand Prix, which I'm actually going to try to go to one uh, in March. Oh. But like those, compete, I think... Like, or were... go and watch? Yep. No, I'm going to go and compete. Oh, oh, boy. Is it cost? Yeah, it's, like, 50 bucks to play. Oh, pfft. That ain't no thing. It's 50 bucks to play. You get uh, some promo card, which is usually, like, an actual, like, valuable card. Like, that's relevant, like... I don't know what it is right now, but it's usually Thought a pretty sees. good card. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, but Thought Seas will be our stand-in, kind of like Elrond. Okay, okay. But, so, that would be, like, the biggest, like, am- uh, essentially amateur event. Like, anyone can play, but it's considered a pro-level event. Uh-huh. And that would be the split of $10,000 for winning. Whew! Wait, what does the split of mean? So, you know, 
they pay out however many, you know, so if, say you get like top 64, mm-hmm. you get some sort of payout. Oh, okay. So okay, it's like some so, sort of percentage. Mm-hmm, I think like first place got like five grand. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Or something like that. I, I could be wrong. It could have been, it could have been more than that, but basically the magic has gone over the past few years. Now, every weekend there is a, there's a website, starcitygames.com. They're like pretty much, they, they, they corner the market on magic for the most part. They set the prices, the aftermarket prices pretty much. And that's like the accepted, whatever yeah. they hold every weekend, a 50 K event with 5k side events $50,000 like pot yep yep oh, and boy. there's three side events that go along with it which are also 15 which are also 5k's I think they could be Oof. 10k's like I said I haven't been keeping up with the prize value as much but I I think that you know I this is my speculation here but this surgence of uh competitive like you know with the actual like payout the the big like you know, payoff for doing it. Buckaroonies, started to, as it's called. It started to come up around the same time that, like, competitive video games started to get, like, some actual eyes on them, too, you know? Okay, okay, like League of Legends-type so, stuff. Yep, and I think... I don't think Magic and stuff is considered an eSport, but it's almost, like, classified in that yeah, category. It's a C-sport, man. Card game Card sport. game, yeah. Yeah, you know it. But I think that that's a lot of what attributed to Magic being so big that it is now. Okay, was the uh, was the just further acceptance that nerdy stuff can can be that there's really some, that there's actually yeah that there's actually some sort of payoff from you know you spending all this time you know and these are the journeys know, where you bring your own cards yes right? so you have yeah, a deck you, you're bringing or are you borrowing one from a friend I'm probably gonna borrow one Whew. when are you gonna get your well you know what you borrow one take your winnings buy a deck that you'll start crushing butts in there we go that's the, that's the plan and then you know rinse and repeat exactly exactly okay i'm getting you i'm starting to feel that so to bring it to bring it back on topic that would you would you say because i know i know you're you're real big into world of warcraft i know you're real big into league of legends uh mm-hmm. that's all that's all i know would you say that this is the biggest uh, or, or at actually, least the most significant in your emotional center. Nope, that's actually World of Warcraft. Really? Yep. It's the WoWcraft. Oh my yep. gosh. I See, I think I told you this. I played World of Warcraft one freaking time, and I played it for like six hours. My buddy had multiple gaming computers at his house, and I would go over mm-hmm. there and we'd play Diablo 2, which, best game of all time, fight me. Fun game. And, uh... We're playing it, and all this World Warcraft comes out. I'm still playing Diablo 2, which at this point, Diablo 2 was already years and years old. Um, and when when did WoW come out? Uh, 2004. Okay, so Diablo 2 was three years old at this point. Two years old? Four years old? Three or four years old. It either came out in 01 or 2000. And, it was around then, yeah. Uh, I'm still playing that because it's still a good game. It's still, you know... The only problem with Diablo 2 is just how poorly the graphics aged with it. Like, I remember playing Diablo 2 and thinking, I I remember thinking, wow, this is actually pretty good graphics. This game is, you know, pretty cool looking. I went back and played it after, you know, playing, obviously, Diablo 3, which actually is pretty good graphics. Yeah, Diablo 3 is still great. Yeah, Diablo 2 felt like playing, like, a hot mess of garbage. Dude, I'm not saying the game was... Dude, it's like Final Fantasy VII. The game is obviously one of the best games ever, and the cutscenes are still impressive, but my god, the standard graphics are a mess. Yeah, you have to to appreciate these games for what they were, not what they currently are. But anyways, 
So I'm playing Diablo 2, he's playing World of Warcraft, and then like as weeks and months goes on, it turns into me playing Diablo 2 100% by myself while all my friends are playing World of Warcraft. And uh, and I wasn't like a hardcore gamer. The only time I got to play was when I was at their houses. So it's not like mm-hmm. a, something I could grow on. So he says, hey, I was staying there all weekend. I basically didn't stay at home ever. Uh, I was there all weekend. He's like, make a character. We'll play all weekend long. You know, I'll make a new character because he wanted such and such class and this and that. I make this freaking balling ass little little gnome guy, <laughs> and uh, I'm going through the game, and he's like, uh, I wouldn't go over there. You know, you're not high enough level for that yet, so you got to keep freaking grinding, basically, because that game's an Probably instant that as a start. Challenge, didn't you? Yeah, he starts the game starts as a grind, and usually games give you at least like a solid, you know, level up to level twenty it- handout, where it's just like, okay, get used to the game. Mm-hmm. Freaking not this one. So I'm like, all right, yeah, you know what. You're right. I'm definitely not strong enough. So I'm over there and I see a bunch of, uh, I don't remember what it used to do or what it still does, but when they're too high a level, you can't fight them. It's like question marks or something like red question marks. And I freaked out. So I started running and I run (laughs) off a cliff and I go down into water somewhere and a bunch of question mark shards eat me and I die. And then, and then I I didn't know what to do. He's like, yeah, you got to go find your body. Couldn't find my body. Couldn't find it at all done and i i gave up world warcraft forever from then on i was completely done with that game okay so that, that that's that's uh i have a little bit of a funny story for that so like for the longest time i was absolutely terrified of any form of like water level or like water in any video game did zelda hurt you not zelda so Ooh, uh, i zelda think i mentioned you. this last time uh that my parents my my dad and my mom were big into everquest when it came out so this is 1999 you know the internet is pretty fresh and they come out with a an mmo everquest is like the first mmo or at least the first like it sounds so familiar but i really don't i don't have any grasp on what that game is but continue your story well do let's let's not let that detract yeah so everquest is you know it's pretty much like the father of all mmos um and the game uh, it was way before i think it was before runescape it probably was before RuneScape, but you know we all love yeah, RuneScape. But so, um, the game was an absolute grind. Like every level, you felt like you earned it. And uh, at the beginning, when they first came out with EverQuest, they've since fixed this because they realized how awful it was. But whenever you died, you lost all of your gear. Oof! You know, a certain number of experience or whatnot. Ugh. And you had to go find your body and get it. So if you found your body, you got all your gear back. And you got a little bit of your experience back if you found that. So, you know, obviously a computer game in 1999, riddled with bugs, all that, whatnot. So uh, there was no fast travel of any sort. If you wanted to get from continent to continent, you had to wait for the boat to get there, sit on the boat while the boat... You know, ran its way across the ocean. Like you had to watch that. That there. wasn't something that you just. It like... wasn't a cutscene. It was actually you. You're in town. Oh my the God. boat comes, so you're waiting for the boat to come first of all, because the boat isn't always going. You have to wait for it to show. You're in town. The boat comes. The boat. You get on it. It runs out to the, you know, edge of the zone. Basically, you know, you zone into the next area, which is, uh, I believe. In EverQuest, it was the Ocean of Tears. That was the ocean. And you're going across the ocean for however long that zone is, however fast the boat's moving, and then you you know, you zone in on the next continent after that. So 
uh, when my parents had to go to the other continent, they would, you know, go take a cigarette break or whatever. They'd get on the boat and they would just go outside and smoke a cigarette. And uh, so I was sitting at their computer while they were sitting on the boat. And I, you know, I'm probably like eight years old at this point. Yeah, so you're not quite ready to go out for the smoke break with them. Yeah, exactly. They didn't know I smoked until I was 12. Yeah, yeah. But, no, good call, good call. So I, I'm playing around. Like, I'm just running around on a boat on my dad's character. I go underneath the deck. You know, it was so cool. Like, this is like a real boat, like in real life. It's got, you know, a cabin or anything, whatnot. And I run to the front of the boat and I glitch out and I fall beneath the boat. Whew. And in EverQuest, Rip. you know, in, in like WoW, now, if you're in the water, you're just, you're floating on top. In yeah. EverQuest, you sank. You had to actively swim your way to the top so i i freak out i fall in the water i'm sinking and i just leave <laughs> my my dad comes back his character is literally lost in the middle of the ocean of tears like you actually cannot swim deep enough to retrieve your corpse without dying of drowning oh, and goodness. he basically just strands that character and makes a new character oh, after, that's a after, after as i said in this game you know every level felt like an accomplishment he had to do it so, again. He had to start from mm-hmm. scratch because you're, you should have just started smoking at eight. Everything would have been just fine. Your and, lungs would have been And that's why I was basically but... scarred from any like water events in video games for the longest time. Damn. I thought it would have been the, the water temple, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah. I don't really they did have eventually. They did eventually like fix that. that but... Yeah, I don't really have anything in games that I don't love. Um trying to think through i'm very simplistic so like on the whole like i don't have hobbies sort of situation i'm a very what did you call me a monogamous gamer i monogamous play, gamer yeah yeah it's, i play whatever is on my xbox at the time like whatever the disc is in and my friends are playing is what it is i'm not really oh let's play a game of madden against each other and then let's go uh do, do the raid real quick in destiny and then let's pop that out and go kill some nazis and wolfenstein too and like that's not mm-hmm. really my jam i don't enjoy that at all i just kind of like uh because i'm not a, the, the whole thing is i'm not a long-term gamer which is the opposite of what you are if i play a game it's it's 30 minutes to an hour and then i'm done break time mm-hmm. i'll go do something else uh except elder scrolls I will play any of those games just until I can't feel my face. Like, it's just, we used to, at Luke and Dane's, I went there in the summer, they just got an Xbox 360, they just got Oblivion. We would set four-hour timers, and every four hours you would give the controller off and they would go to their character. And uh, we did this for like two weeks straight. And it was the best time of my entire life. It was so good. But other than that, I don't, I don't really have anything, in, you know, like, the, I still haven't gotten Mario Odyssey. I still have only played, like, an hour's worth of Breath of the Wild. I it's still... weird to me that you haven't played that much Breath of the Wild, because that is essentially Elder Scrolls Zelda. Yeah, but it's Zelda. It's not Elder Scrolls. It's essentially, but it's not. And I just don't yeah. feel it. Like, it is just as much, like, the, okay, I think so... the only difference between Breath of the Wild and, like, Elder Scrolls, as, as far as gameplay, there's not much. Other than your weapons break in Breath of the Wild, but so I, I think have, there's more to the main story, and there's just as much side quest. Well, so I have two major problems with, and you just said one of them. A, your weapons breaking. 
And I don't have a problem with them breaking. Every game has that. But hey, they break way faster than any other game. I mean, shit. Oh, it's they, absurd. Yeah, they break in like four or five enemies. It's, it's Yeah, you find yourself the, wielding sticks all the time because you just oh, run out of swords. Oh, and it, you just give up on holding swords. Or if you do hold one, you hold on to it for like six or seven hours until it's really worthy to use. Yeah, you like but, never – like I remember uh, in Breath of the Wild, like because you, you, know, you find these temples or whatever. And I found one that was – can't remember if it was like a moderate or like a heavy like – combat battle i'm not you probably never got far enough to the end of the but no basically a big freaking robot comes out and it's essentially a boss fight there's a big robot you're trying to kill it and that that's what you're doing and i spent probably two hours trying to kill this thing you know just dying and running right back at him and when i finally killed him he gave me some bomb ass weapon a bomb ass shield you were feeling and... it. you were floating on air it broke within like 30 minutes of playing the game. Yeah, see that and if that that alone is annoying, but the fact that you can't mend them is what pushes me above. I'm like, no, you should be able to repair your shit. That's like that's RPG 101. Diablo 2, mm-hmm. that was that was half the game was just like, oh crap, man, I'm about to lose this weapon and if I actually break it, I can't I I lose it entirely, so I've got to either stash it or get out of here and go heal it. Um yep. so that's a bummer and two is like smithing crafting in that game it doesn't really exist i mean it does but it, it doesn't it not in any sort it, of like tangible i know it way. existed i never i never did anything other than just the cooking because that's pretty much essential to just not die well you yeah you need it for like cold weather stuff and whatnot yeah i, I no, just don't, don't attack so me. so it is kind of uh it is very skyrim-esque and it's well it's very like open world uh rpg yep. that's that's cool but it, it's not the level that I want at all. Plus, it is, I don't care what anyone says, super repetitive. Skyrim, if I want, I prefer to talk Oblivion. Oblivion is my favorite of them all. Skyrim's definitely more impressive as far as, you know, you're fighting fucking dragons, Jake. I mean, what's cooler mm-hmm. than that? And But in Oblivion, f- f- poor Eggs Humpley, we took a Khajiit, didn't equip a single weapon to him ever, and we just jumped everywhere we went and did stuff like that. We had 100 hand-to-hand combat, 100 acrobatics, 100 agility. We could jump yeah. off the tallest building, land, not get hurt, and punch out the baddest boss. That was funny yeah, as hell It's to much me. more customizable. Like, you have control of what your character does. Yeah, in Legend then, of Zelda, you're playing Link. You get to do what Link can do. Yeah, you get, you get to use a weapon and swing it. You get to use a bow and shoot it. Skyrim, if I want to hold a club in one and a fire spell in the other, so be it. You know, I, I get to choose. And if I want to switch it up, and halfway through the game, I go... Eh, axes are kind of dumb. Blunt, blunt, blunt weapons aren't that cool. I'm gonna go small and do a dagger or something. I could. Legend of Zelda is just literally like you said. You're Link, and you get to be Link forever. Cool. And it's it's, it's just I like being in control, man. I don't, and that's why I had such a big issue when Skyrim came out. I I hated it for the first like few hours of playing it because a, a, a in Oblivion, even if I used a, a like let's say a heavy weapon nonstop, so I was getting heavy weapon points. I didn't have mm-hmm. to upgrade heavy weapon if I didn't want to. In Skyrim, they kind of lineared it out and made it so that you had to follow certain trees. It wasn't that bad. You still had a good amount of control, but not nearly what it is. Breath of the Wild, you have none. It's just, it, it yeah. is what it is. I mean, add towards health or agility. Sure, that's about it. <laughs> or what do they call it? Stamina. Stamina is what yeah. they call it. And I just, I, I do want to play it more. The Switch is the probably the most like important console that's ever been released, minus maybe the xbox and the n64 
I think those would be my top three, like, most important consoles. Not counting the father of consoles, obviously. You have to talk, like, NES for Nintendo, Atari, and all that kind mm-hmm. of cool stuff. But I'm talking, like, what it's done for gaming on top, at, besides just creating it. Um, I would probably go N64, uh, Xbox, and then the Switch. Um, okay. And if you want to talk that, we can. But all I'm saying is the Switch is cool. Breath of the Wild's cool. But it's hard for me to get into it because right now I'm Fortnite, baby. I'm Fortnite all day. I don't even play Overwatch anymore, and I was pretty deep in Overwatch for a while. It's uh, just, or so Destiny. Jeez, I, T- Destiny 2 blows, but even the first one still has it? replayability, and I'm not... Yeah, they did some... They keep randomly pushing out updates and changing weapons and all this stuff. Like It's so consistently patched that it's so inconsistently played. Does that make sense? Okay. No, I understand. You don't, yeah. Like, it's, you, it's, sorry, I cut you off. It's a really poor way, so because Destiny is an MMO, okay, so yeah. it's a very poor way to design an MMO because you know you spend all this time investing in your character, it, you you don't want to invest in your character, it's just going to get nerfed. Yeah, which it will. I mean, you if you know you got the best weapon. I mean, obviously with the mm-hmm. internet, you know twice as well because you can just Google what the best weapon is, but. Yeah. The minute you get it, you're like, okay, this will be fun for two weeks. And then, you know, like, say a month down the road, you read the patch notes coming up, and your gun all of a sudden has, you know, 20% less accuracy, 10% less damage or something. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Real real cool. I'm so happy I put all this time into getting this. Mm-hmm. Ugh, freaking Destiny. I love Destiny 1. I will defend it to the end. The Taken King is one of my favorite things video game related ever. Vanilla was whatever. The expansion sucked. But the Taken King just transformed that game and it was so good but uh destiny 2 has just been disappointment tommy doesn't even didn't even buy into it that hard and you you tommy loved destiny (laughs) tommy was way harder into destiny than i was but that's not that's not the point that's not why we're here we're not talking about video games jacob we're we're talking about video games a little bit because that's like 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 you said that's one of my like you know world of warcraft is one of my like almost like defining traits right yeah, oh, everyone and, knows. Tuesday nights, Jake raids. We try to not make yep. plans around Tuesday nights. That's what's part of the part of the deal we struck. Yep. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this, right? So I have played WoW since, you know, on a high level since my senior year of high school. Maybe the summer of my senior year of high school. Around then is when I started like playing at a high level. And like, like for keeps, you playing for pink like, slips? Like playing like you know top. 100 guild in the u.s type playing like you know it's it's considered the top like one percent okay Ish. okay i'm hearing so you. i'm feeling you like wow is a very like special game to me i don't think it's that good of a game okay Oof. like i have never like I, I you've you've heard me i've never suggested anyone play wow nope i've never been like kevin come play wow with me this game's awesome because i don't think the game is awesome I, I love the game because of what it means to me, and like you know, I w- I am very good at the game, and that's a good feeling too. To just be like almost professionally good at something like that is a good feeling. Yeah, see, I don't have that but, feeling for anything in life ever. So you're being mm-hmm. a real jerk right now, Jake. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. but so like the big significance to WoW to me, right? Is uh, as I said, my my parents bought into EverQuest when it first came out, and um, when they were raiding, you know, I was 
probably around 10 or 11 at this point. Oh, taking I your would smoke wa- breaks. Exactly. So I would, I would see my, my mom and my dad. They would have a desk set up where they both of their computers and they were facing each other. And they were raiding together. And they were, you know, it was them, a group of like 48. It was raids in EverQuest were 48-man raids or 64-man raids. They were huge. Jesus. So it was them, you know, doing something together as a couple while also, you know, socializing with a bunch of other people. And I really like, like, that, that was cool to me, right? You know, it's all these people that they never would have met otherwise that they're working together with to, you know, play a game and accomplish a goal. And, like, whenever my, you know, because my, both my mom and my dad were big smokers, so, like, they couldn't sit through oh, a raid. Oh, that's where you got it break. from. Got it. Exactly. So they, so they couldn't get through a raid without smoking. So when they had to go for a cigarette break, I would sit at my mom's computer and I would raid for her. I would. You know, <laughs> That's she freaking was, awesome. She was an enchanter, and I would do her job for the raid. And like that was, you know, that was cool to me. We would, uh, we, uh, her guild did like a full like guild meetup at uh, one of their, you know, co guild members houses in pennsylvania he owned a massive ranch in pennsylvania mm-hmm. and they would have you know the whole guild 100 plus people to their house for a party i thought you know you know once again this is you know incredible and that you know that basically uh mentality like i wanted something like that like that was just so unfathomable to me that that was something that could happen so I have I I can I can kind of relate, but it's gonna curve real hard. Um, so I definitely can't relate on the parents liking games or anything nerdy at all. Mm-hmm. My dad was a, a real he was the kind of man's man where sports were even a waste of time. Like sports were even dainty because you were working together with a bunch of dudes trying oh, to wow. like catch a ball. That was what he mm-hmm. was like growing up. Because I like soccer, I was huge into soccer. My older brother Freddie played every sport. He was one of those guys. Andy never touched a sport in general. He tried uh, football once because he was a big boy, and he hated it. And my little brother Travis quit everything he tried. So real weird spread with us. But I love soccer, and I played all the time. But growing up, to to kind of have the the nostalgia aspect of it was chores. I mean, we did we worked with Dad, whether it was doing an addition on the house, doing hay for the cows. We were going and uh, in fall, we would spend every single day after school going to a goddamn cornfield that my uncle owned. My uncle owns over 250 acres of land. We'd go to the oh. cornfield. All the corns, like everything that got laid down from the machine, you would go and mm-hmm. pick the dry ears of corn off it. And then we would go to the farm. This big, huge, I don't know if you've ever seen them, cast iron corn. I don't know what you would call it, but it had two plates uh, that Is spun. it a decurnaler? Yes. It, you, I made that term up, but yeah, it's I, not... I, I, I saw where the story was going. <laughs> Yeah, they're the big cast iron. So one of us would sit there cranking this huge wheel that weighed so much. The other one would start feeding down ears in. And when you got too tired, you'd switch off. And it was dangerous because you'd let go of the hand wheel. The weight of the machine would keep it spinning. And you had to Mm -hmm. wait for it to slow down enough that you could grab it, but not so much that the corn would jam. And then Kevin, Kevin, hold on. You're, You're telling me that when you were younger, you and your brothers all took turns cranking. We were took turns cranking the cobs, you know what I'm saying? That's what we had <laughs> yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel it was you. life or death real, at this real, point. Real bonding though. activity. Yeah, yeah. Something every brother t- duo <laughs> trio should do, although there was four of us. What's quattro? Quattro. Quattro. Um, so 
like that was one of our things, you know, doing hay in the summers, doing firewood in the winters. Mm -hmm. And I hated it growing up. I thought it was so (laughs) dumb. I was like, why can't we just go to the store? This is what capitalism is all about. I'm going to get a normal job and I'm not going to pay for this. God damn it. Yeah. Why am I out here working in the fields? Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I had a job. uh, Well, I didn't technically have a job. I never got paid for it. But I would always, my friend Garrett was one of my best friends. Um, The Mandeville Farm was literally across the street. So the bus, they wouldn't drop me off at his house, even though we could see each other's houses. You know how schools are. Mm -hmm. I remember that. So I would leave my bike leaned against the curb, not the curb, the uh, like bank, our house, the the yard kind of came directly down. So it was like almost 90 degrees down. So I'd lean it there right off the side of the road all day long. Surprised it didn't get jacked or like drove run over. And then the bus would drop me off. I would toss my bag into the yard or to my brothers, get on the bike and race the bus to Garrett's house because it was it was <laughs> right there. And uh, anyways, and I would work on the farm, picking beans and, and digging potatoes and shucking corn and all that kind of child good labor. Stuff. Yeah, child labor and child uh, labor played off his games. <laughs> yeah. And it, certain things I hated. Like picking squash and cucumbers. I didn't like being crouched over snipping vines. That was bullshit. Uh, I loved picking corn and green beans because you're just kind of like racing with your hands to grab it off as fast as you can without damaging it, but also using your eyes to make sure you're picking the right ones. Because if you pick Mm -hmm. stuff that wasn't ready, you got yelled at because obviously that's a major waste. Um, And if you pick stuff that's old, that's supposed to go separate because that's already getting moldy and stuff and you don't want that with the good stuff Mm -hmm. when it starts to go to get packaged. So... That was fun. And digging potatoes. I've always been huge into digging. I'm a, I was like, you're just a dirty kid, dude. I was so big on it. Like our favorite thing in the world at Garrett's house was we had his mom had a sandbox made with no sand in it. So they just made the box and just set it in the ground and we dug up (laughs) the dirt. So what me and my brother or my brothers, no, sorry. This was just a me thing. Every now and again, my younger brother, Travis would tag along because you know, Mm -hmm. younger brothers want a piece of the action, but, uh, it was mostly just me and Garrett. So we took shovels, hand shovels, anything. We even used a coffee can as one of our main, you know, ex- ex- uh, excavators. Days. And uh, we would dig, fluff it all up, and then start so- sifting it and getting all the rocks out. So we would have, like, super fine dirt. And then when it rained, oh, boy, was this the best place to play in the uh, world. Mud pit. It was so smooth. It was the smoothest mud. And we would just play. And then you'd get out and run around in the fields and have a good time and get rinsed off from the rain and then go play in the mud again. It was and and that's not like I know that sounds kind of white trashy because you always. Oh, what? Your kid's out playing in the mud. But that is what we did. It was great. And uh, so anyways, the chores was something I hated. I had the exact opposite reaction of you. I didn't think my dad was being independent. I didn't think we were living off the land. I didn't think it was necessary for heat. I didn't think butchering our cattle for food was fun <laughs> or even necessary. I was like, Dad, just buy some hamburger from the store. But now I look back on it as like, I'm going to do that. Like, that's what I, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy land. I'm going to get firewood off my land. I'm going to have cows. I'm going to have pigs. I'm going to have chickens. Like, I'm going to plant my own garden. Like, I want it nostalgia wise memory wise i have to have it again and it was and and now it's such like a strong bonding thing like now when i think about being out there with my dad whether i was getting yelled at or he didn't praise us but you know he would be like hey you didn't screw up and you were like (laughs) oh wow yeah i didn't screw up this time like that That was the closest thing you ever got to a hug i will be much no my dad was a super loving guy (laughs) but when work was around it was work there was no ifs ands or buts about it so that kind of stuff I want back, kind of like you're saying, your your parents getting around with friends and having this sort of like group mm-hmm. activity. 
obviously mine's not the same, but I, I have that sort of same wow factor. But it didn't come until way later. It didn't come until yeah. I was moved out on my own and I no longer had to. You know, I'd be sitting on the couch playing Call of Duty and I'd be like, ah, I bet my dad, because I moved away. I moved two and a half hours away up to Oswego. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I bet my dad's doing hay right now. Like, I would look outside, recognize that the weather was so beautiful and be like, I bet today's a hay day. Or mm-hmm. vice versa, in the winter, I'd be like, oh, you know what? There's no wind. Snow stopped falling. Now's the perfect time to go out and cut firewood because you're not getting, you know, super uncomfortable with all this different stuff. Like, I started to make that connection on my own, but that didn't come until it was no longer a, a yeah, force. Yeah, until it was actually activity. relevant to you, basically. Yeah, yeah. Was- I'm like, no, no, I'll just pay National Grid for the heating bill, Dad. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't need to stock the fire stove or the wood stove anymore, you tool. He ain't mm-hmm. a tool. I love my dad. Yeah. So the the main reason I wanted to talk about stuff like this is because I uh, I recently decided that I'm going to take you know basically I'm going to step back from WoW at least in a little administrative bit administrative leave and that that was probably one of the most difficult decisions I've ever had to make. Too okay, got, so like, you got even all that, shaky. Not... You're sitting there playing, fighting that final boss, and you're like, this is this. you had a real friends yeah. moment where the music started playing so, in the background, pretty much. Like and even that, I'm not full out quitting either. I'm still planning on playing on Tuesday nights. So like Tuesday is it? I'm not playing the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule. So just Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we don't need the words peanut gallery. All right, take a nap. She can't hear me. I know you got so, headphones on, but the she felt it. I I, I appreciate the backup, Kevin. Thank. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Forever and always. And the reason this is like this was so hard for me is like because I owe. You know, I mean, a, a lot of my life went wrong because of games, too. Like, I pretty much didn't complete college because I was busy playing WoW and League of Legends. But Whew, Priorities, baby. I, I owe a lot of, like, positive stuff in my life to this game. Like, I actually uh, remember probably about a year or so ago when Christy had first quit playing. Like, she really didn't want me to play, and I was actually almost to tears explained to her why I didn't want to quit. And that's because, like like I told you earlier, uh, you know, my mom and my dad used to play together. And, uh, you know, my mom passed away. This was, like, almost a way for me to, like, keep that feeling going with her. Like, I was... Play, play that character's life, you know? You're like, ah, oh, she, yeah. she would play it like this or something of the nature. Like, I actually, like, I'm getting a little emotional, like, talking about it right now because, like, that's pretty much the only connection i have left to her after she passed that's true i don't have i mean i guess i'll probably like shuck more corn when dad dies i'll get an axe and i'll freaking like burn fred into the side of it and i'll go out and i'll split firewood and i'll be like oh you taught me how to do this so well which we yeah. disagree on greatly i believe you can fully chop down a tree piece it up and split it with just an axe I stand I mean, by. You, you can do it. It's not going to be the most effective way to do it. But it's not a, the no. ability's there. But the ability's there, and it's something... Because I remember it was always a really fun game to try to guess who was going... So my big brothers... All of my brothers are bigger than me. I am the smallest one at this point in time. There was a, a mm-hmm. brief moment for, between the ages of 14 and 16 where I was slightly larger than my younger brother, but that was about it. And... Every single time we would go out to split firewood or do hay, this worked twofold. When you're doing hay, it was looking at the bale, how tight is it, and how big is the, the bale, because the baler we used was, God, that's a whole nother story for another time. Anyways, bad. So, 
And with splitting firewood, you'd look at the log and see how wet, how large, you know, is there knots mm-hmm. in it. And you tried to pick the one that was easiest. Or, you know, with hay, you'd look for the lightest bale and grab that and go run to stack it because you'd have to go back and forth. We didn't have a kicker baler or nothing like that. And uh, with, with wood, we all had axes at one point. It used to be every now and again, the splitter would be fixed and we would use the splitter as well. And it was me and Travis got to use the splitter because we were smaller and my oldest brothers got to split with the axes. But every now and again, either my grandpa would take the splitter or we would, use, you know, we would just be like, yeah, it's nice weather. Let's just split some firewood. We would see who could split the most wood or get a really big one. And it would be, uh, you know, I swing. Damn, it didn't split. Andy swings. haha, still didn't split. Freddie swings, son of a bitch, he split it. Like, you would have that competition mm-hmm. of, I'm going to get it. Um, that kind of hot stuff. Hot potato with wood. Yeah, hot potato with wood. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, like, when when I have nothing connection-wise with my parents, I'll be playing Super Mario and butchering cattle and just thinking of mom and dad. It's a real weird way to do it, but it's what I got. I play yeah. the hand I'm dealt, man. What do you want from me? Yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, that's not even, like, all like i owe to that game right like i met my fiance christy you met through wow your, you know what it's way classier to say my future wife my future wife yeah because fiance is like that could mean anything you guys could have been fiancés for the last six years we don't know mm-hmm. but if you say future wife that's like yeah we getting married it's it's, <laughs> it's already happening what do you want from me like that's already a part of it yeah and like one of the grooms at my wedding is gonna be a guy i play wow with now is his name keith no Okay. Not, his name's Chris. Oh, dude, how close was I, though? You were close. You had the same, same I had the k- letter sound. Yeah, I had the k- Not the same letter, the same letter sound. We don't know how he spells it. K-R-I-S is a totally reasonable way for ladies to spell also, the name also, Chris. Yeah, I was about to say, usually a lady's <laughs> name. But... <laughs> hey, we, we don't judge. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's. That, that's it, it makes that's sense why, why so you couldn't quit, quit at cold turkey. I mean, I'm really proud of you that you quit smoking. That's awesome. But... <laughs> World of Warcraft can probably last for a little while longer, but if so, when it becomes Tuesday only, is that is that so my, set in stone? I, like, say we all have plans and it's a holiday and such and such. Like, it's okay, so Tuesday. I I essentially gave them a two weeks notice. Right, I'm doing my full raid schedule this week, next week, and then after that, Tuesday is the only day I am I am planning on raiding. Dude, you know what you should do? What's that? Get a beeper. A beeper? Get a beeper, put it on your hip, give them the number, and on Wednesdays and Thursdays be like, if it's needed and only oh, I, if, pay okay, I did actually, I did actually tell them that, that I will, I, I told them I will never be the reason why they cannot raid. So if That's... it is Wednesday or Thursday and they only have 19 people online and they need me to get on, I will get on and play for them. Yeah, so are you going to get a beeper? I should. Like, I'm just saying, pagers are good. Yeah, I'll just get them to get like a, a little bat signal for me, and they'll they'll shine in the air for me when I gotta come raid. That would be pretty neat, but but I'll be out there at night just staring at the skies. Guaranteed, I could find a Batman pager, and it will give you the bat signal when someone pages you. Like <laughs> I'm I, sure it I would. bet that would happen. I'm googling it right this very second. See though, knowing everyone I know, if I got a pager, anyone who got that number would literally just be paging me to be a dick. I would page you for real like, stuff. Yeah, and then you'd also be like, you'd page me at like, you know, nine o'clock, going to bed. Yeah, I'd page you at nine sleep. o'clock, dude. Do you mean I'd page you at seven thirty, going to bed oh, at right, eight o'clock, right, can't sleep? Oh, yeah, I'm not inconveniencing right you at all. <laughs> That's totally normal life for you. You'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm getting ready to do something for the night. 
Yeah, there's no no biggie. You just don't give it to people like uh, Albert, who's still awake uh, at midnight. That's a rough. That's a bad idea. Bad decision gone worse. <laughs> Does Albie stay up that late still? Sometimes. Is that not why he's always time. late to work? No. At that time, what was that? He slept through like five alarms or something, which I just, I don't get. I've never been one to sleep through an alarm. I know you have, but. I don't, I, so I don't sleep through alarms. I wake up at my alarm, set an alarm for an hour later, and then I'm pretty sure that alarm doesn't go off. I, oh, oh, so uh, fun fact. There's actually a reason for that. Uh, you have a Samsung device. God damn it, I will never remember the settings. But there is a setting that if you turn off one alarm, it turns all alarms off for that day. So if you turn one alarm off and just turn on another one, it might automatically turn it off. Huh, I actually did not know about that. My my friend at work actually uh, ju- just had it happen. Uh, Dan, he came into work at 630 and we're like, dude, what the hell? He's like, yeah, I have seven al- or six alarms every morning. Like, I have my get-up alarm. I have my get-out-the-house alarm. I have my this, that, or the other, whatever. Like, he uses them as kind of a scheduler for his morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wakes up, turns off the main alarm, sits there. You know how you do that thing. You kind of open your eyes, and then you close them again. Like, yeah. is today the day I just end it? And then you <laughs> decide that it's time to get up. Well, he fell back asleep, and none of the other alarms kicked on. And he came in. And a a new guy in our group, Nick, was like, hey, there's the setting, showed us, turned it off, hunky-dory ever since. You might be having that issue. Possible. I never thought of that. He had the S8, but, I mean, most of the software stuff is is parallel. You know, it's it's all there. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely something to look into. Um, But, uh, yeah, you got anything else to say? Are we good to wrap it up? I think, I mean, that that was the end of my story. Yeah, I've I will talk about farming forever if you really want me to, but I don't know. I'm that's another thing. I get so I get I this may be part of my issue is that I don't have an actual identity. I get no credit for being Mexican because I don't look it. If I say I'm Mexican, everyone just puts their big old nose up to me like, yeah, okay, this guy, you're, and I'm like, no, for real, man, my my mom is, come on, I'm I'm literally fifty percent Mexican. There is no touch of white on my mother's side. I believed you because I had no reason to doubt you. And then you know, when I started seeing your family, like, you know, your brother Travis looks Mexican. Yeah. Your... Freddie looks, he's got the Mexican, like, body and face, but his skin is lighter than Travis's. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so Travis looks like, I mean, I, I only have the one picture I can see in my head, but I, I would be like, yes, he is definitely Hispanic. Or Middle Eastern. It could go either way. Yeah, um, he, actually, yeah, he could be like Israeli. He really could. So I get that crap all the time, and that's a real bummer because – having pride in your background is is a big thing so and then b if i tell people i'm from the farm i mean come on you've seen me i don't look like a farm boy i'm small i'm beautiful and i wear cool clothes <laughs> that says the weekend on it like i it's very all in the eyes man it's all in the eyes i very clearly don't look like a farm boy but when i'm telling people i grew up on the farm i've done this and that and they say like oh can you handle some stupid bullshit thing like lifting a 40 pound bag i'm like dude i our feed bags were minimum fifty who, pounds. Sometimes I can't pounds. lift a forty pound bag, right? And I'll get and I and I get kind of like, you don't know where I was from. Like, yes, I'm dainty. I'll take that. I'm a small boy. I get that. I did not grow up like that, though. I grew up doing what needed to be done. You know, we'd have competitions over who could carry the most firewood, and you'd put your arms out. I'm sure you might have done this actually too. I've you put done your that. you put your arms in like that kind of like cradle out in front of you, like that that yep. U shape. And they just stack it on. And then you say go, go, go until your arms almost buckle. The stack's like two feet above your head and you do that weird shuffle. And sometimes you drop it. Sometimes you don't. Like, you know, we would do that kind of stuff. We would, And I would have to butcher my own animals, and I would have to do my do all the hay and stuff. No one believes that, though. So I, I don't 
I, anything I say I am, I get told I'm not, and it's a, it's a major bummer, Jake. I need reassurance. Uh, I need you to be there for me. No, I, I believe everything you say, Kevin, okay? Okay, well, you, that's... You've not given me reason to distrust you yet. It's pretty dangerous precedent to set, but we're, but we're rolling with it, so... And that's neither here nor there. Uh, otherwise, yeah, let's wrap it up. An hour, an hour is plenty, and I will get this up on the internet tomorrow, which, when you're hearing this, will be today. Otherwise... This has been another episode of Men of the Machine. We have our lovely guest, Jake. Woo. Oh, sorry, I finger guns you right there as like a as, as like some sort of sign off, but you can't see me. Well, fin- finger guns, and then I heard them, and and then you say, "I'm Jake." I'm Jake, and I am Kevin, and thank you for listening.